So I think I might be the greatest general manager in fantasy football, and I've only played two fantasy football games in my entire life. I just pulled or almost pulled off because it ended up getting vetoed, but it ended up being like the greatest accidental chess move I think I've ever made in my life. Because, all right, so there's a guy in our league, and I just beat him pretty handily this week. And he's 0-2 and is in full panic mode, like explode the team. I mean, he is in like ultimate rebuild. I'm talking like Detroit Lions 2008 rebuild. So he he was willing to give up quite a bit for my best player, which is Stephon Diggs. I know what you're thinking. You don't want you wouldn't want to trade Stephon. I also have Amara Ross St. Brown. He wanted both of those guys. He gave me Deontay Johnson, Mike Williams, DeAndre Swift, Travis Kelsey, and the cherry on top of the cake, Josh. I got Cooper Cup for Stephon Diggs and Amon Ross St. Brown. Now unfortunately this trade got vetoed. Uh, not by the rest of the league, but mostly by the the commissioner. And it ended up just being a whole thing. I threw a little hissy fit about it, not going to lie. And he's actually now backing out of the league, the, the guy that made the trade, along with another guy who we're kicking out of the league because he just refuses to pay attention. He's got three players on IR and putting up like 80 points a game in a 10-man league. So they're getting booted. and they're, And here's the ultimate chess move here. We're doing a draft of all of their players, of the two players on that team. I've never seen anything like that. I know. We're making fantasy football history, right? Yeah. You might need to go to ESPN headquarters on this one. Oh, hey, we're na <laughs> But we are – we're doing that, and the only way – only reason I agree to it – It's because you want Cooper Cup to stack on with Diggs. Yeah. So now I get Cooper Cup. And Stephon Diggs is my two receivers. Now, I don't get that that running back, too. And you already have Justin Jefferson, do you not? No, I don't have Justin Jefferson. I thought you said you had him. No, no, no. So I'm trying to work together a trade package to get him, but that's done. I'm not going to go get him now. However, I could go get a trade package to go get another running back. So here's my starting lineup. I have Lamar Jackson. I have Dalvin Cook. I have David Montgomery or J.K. Dobbins whenever he gets back. Not the best running back, too, but it doesn't matter because my two receivers are Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup. So probably 1-2 in fantasy right now, points-wise. My yeah. tight end is Darren Waller. and That'll work. Yeah, that'll play. My defense is the Bucks, who that was – I just realized how bittersweet fantasy football can be when you, because like you'll have someone that's going against your favorite team go crazy, and then you're just sitting there like, well – they're killing me, but at least my fantasy team's doing good. There's always it's always a win-win, but when they both lose, oh, it's god, it's a bad Sunday. Yeah, it's a bad Sunday. It's Monday morning, you just wake up with a uh, bad taste in your mouth. I saw a meme. Uh, you know, you know the meme where you, you've seen the boys, right? The boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, where it's Homelander, and I haven't seen the boys, but it's Homelander. And it's like when you when you wake when you're watching Sunday Night Football after your team loses, it's him just staring up at it like. <sighs> Bro, I I'm getting the wrong. The boys, no. I've never, no, never okay. seen right, that. Never mind. Right, <laughs> never seen whatever. that. Ver- verbal meme canceled, whatever. But anyway, so basically this whole trade fell through and I get Cooper Cup for nothing. So, now I mean, other players get picked. I mean, Kelsey will get picked up by someone else. And I, 
And I don't get to draft again until like the bottom of the second round, but that's fine. I'm fine with that. I got my guy. I got moral, so pretty much more of the story is you play in one of the most pathetic fantasy football leagues no, on earth. No, no, let me speak. No, okay. You play in one of the most pathetic fantasy football leagues on planet earth. You play with kids that have a negative IQ. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you were willing to give up Stefan Diggs? No, you were Oh, come on. You were willing to give up stuff. You're going to have to blind me, like, rob me blind. Dog. Make You're going to have to do something and steal that guy from me. Like, take my phone, something. I'm not giving up Stephon Diggs. For Cooper Cup, so... Stephon ste- Diggs outgained the Titans by himself. Yeah, but I get Cooper Cup, who's right up there with him. He's having just as good of a year. Plus, I really needed another running back. DeAndre Swift is one of the best fantasy running backs. In a ten- and I get Travis Kelsey, the best fantasy tight end. In a ten- and I get two good uh, wide receivers. And I'd probably be able to trade, package and trade for Justin Jefferson, which that was my long-term goal. In a 10-man league, you should have plenty of options to trade to get a better running back. That shouldn't even be a question. Oh. I'm in a 16-team league, and trades are ultimately impossible. And, oh, I, and by God, the way, by the way, just hit a nuke. please tell me how many points you guys are scoring a week. I'm going to put in perspective how pathetic this league is that you're in. I dropped 177 this week. Okay, and what are some of the other scores? There, you, the average score is around 120 to 130. That's pathetic. There's yeah, like that's, f- their, that's their problem. Five, five to six guys in this 16-man league that scores 125 to 130 a week. I can't. I played this week, and I scored 126.08, and my opponent scored 125.08. And I we have sixteen others. You have ten. I can't. I can't make them do do stuff. I want. I, mean, I want to. How about this? This is my first time doing fantasy football. How about this? So they're not giving you a realistic, a realistic idea of what fantasy football is because, like I said, you're playing with people that might have zero IQ. But how about this? Next year, I give you a challenge, and you join one of my fantasy leagues, and I show you what this is really about. And I will run it. I really disagree, I'll but that's for it. another time. I'll run it. Yeah, because this is not fantasy football. This is the, the Suncast. Suncast. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another cold opening, and I think we are rocking and rolling. How are you doing, beautiful people? My name is Reagan Harrell, and I am with the great, uh, awesome, handsome Josh Blackmore on this awesome Tuesday night. You're probably listening on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully it's before the next episode, because the next episode of Suncast is going to be electric with two amazing guests, but we will save that and we'll, we'll tease y'all a little bit. We have got an awesome lineup of just recap, mostly just a recap of what's happened this weekend, a very busy weekend. Shout out South Florida. South Florida showed out, and I'm talking more specifically about the Florida Memorial Lions. However, we are going to get into some women's soccer, some men's soccer, a little bit of volleyball, but before we do any of that, this episode is brought to you by the one, the only. We're going to keep this one short because I'm not going to get any food from for a while. And I'm due. We're due. I need some food from the man. The greatest Brazilian man this side of the Mississippi. Cooking up the best Brazilian food on this side of the Mississippi. Mr. Bond, know you're listening. I'm going to come see you tomorrow, brother. Much love. All those wonderful empanadas and power balls I've just been missing. I will come see you and get one very soon. Josh, do you want to save the FOMO talk? For net for later, or you want to jump right into it right now? We need to we need to jump into it right now. Let's be honest, Florida Memorial, a team that we have not been able to talk a lot about on Suncast. I wasn't able to do a lot in the spring, 
you haven't and we, you and I have not been able to do a lot in the fall. We have been waiting to talk about the Lions. Shout out HBCU. Love them. Where I, I came from HBCU. I love everything about it and I am so glad we get to talk about them because not only did they put up a beating. They put up a beating against that team as a Weber football player. I don't care for a whole lot. Josh what happened in beautiful Miami? Well, I mean, FMU showed up. And like I said on the last podcast, I believe Warner was going to – I kind of projected Warner to to try. After a slow start, they were going to kind of show up and let everybody know that they're not completely off the grid. And they were going to show up and kind of try and dominate that game and get a win, like a good win. And But I said you got to watch out because you, you really never know with a team like Flomo that they can just come and get you – at any given any given Saturday. But I mean, Flor Moyo jumped out to an incredible start. Thirty five to three at halftime. I mean that that's tough. I mean, that that's just pure annihilation. That's just pure and utter dominance. What and was the final score? Like forty nine. Forty nine to twenty two. And I mean what, fifteen points scored in or like eighteen or twelve? How many points? I mean, those those points were scored in garbage time, right, for Warner? Yes. Uh, they, Warner scored with six minutes to go, and Warner scored with nine minutes to go in the fourth. So at one point it was forty-two to six, and that's probably the more twelve minutes to play in the fourth quarter. So we're talking Flomo's probably in team the bench. They're probably getting guys in. They're probably rotating guys, not playing their their ones. Definitely getting some twos in there. But I mean, who? Well, let's get in the stats in a minute. What is this more about? Is this? Warner football going through a new coaching staff. They're having a rough year. They're going down and had to travel, whatever. Or is Florida Memorial a team that that's legit and they are here? I mean, to, it's to just make make noise. There's proof in the pudding. I mean, they went to Lakeland last week and put up an absolute dogfight against a really, really talented Southeastern team. Yeah, and then. Like I said, they had a chance to ride that momentum into Warner, and boy, did they ride that momentum. I mean, they just didn't look back from the, no. the word go. No, I mean, and an overall dominance on all three phases of, of the game. I mean, there. I said 35-3 to three in the first half. Tried 21-3 to three in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, it was. Boom. I mean, it, it was, and I don't, want, I, I don't want to talk too much Georgia football, but it was pretty similar to Georgia-South Carolina game. Absolutely. So, just the, which we will get into. The, the opponent just seemed like. From the word go, I had, had zero they had chance. They no shot. Now, obviously, it's, you, you don't do this without it being a total team performance, but who were a couple of the guys you, you were looking at? I mean, Antoine William, 219 yards, three touchdowns. And the probably the most impressive, George Young, 21 carries, 157 yards on the ground with two touchdowns. And then you got Christian Mabel, 11 tackles, six of them for loss, four and a half sacks, I mean, good lord. Does Florida Memorial have a top three defense in the Sun Conference? It's certainly looking like it. It it it's looking scary. I mean, you got a mini. They, you got a mini Aaron Donald playing defensive yeah. line for the Lions. I mean, with these stats, I mean, it looks like he's just breaking in at will. And that's not easy. And, and from firsthand experience, going down there last year, that ain't an easy place to go in and win at. No, I mean it, any sport. No, there's nothing like like my coach always says. I mean. There's nothing that's going to get you. There's no outside ex, extrinsic uh, parts that are going to get you going. Like this, it's not a super nice area. It's not super nice field. Not 
you know, it's, I mean, maybe the, the sunny weather and maybe a few palm trees on the way in, but I mean, there's nothing really that's going to be like, okay, I'm excited to play today. Besides, like, obviously your your own motivation. Well, but I mean, the crowd for Flowmo football is also my like firsthand experience. It is electric. Also, uh, we are watching. We we could be seeing history right here as Aaron Judge has got the bases loaded, looking to hit home run number sixty. God, they are all on their feet. This Yankee is, Stadium this is, is rocking. Oh, I would love to be there right now. Anyways. No, that place is not an easy place environment-wise to go in and play. And we saw last year with, with Weber, they, they did what they did. We've talked about it plenty of times. Not only that, I mean, Kaiser went in there and only won by five points, who we can get into very shortly whenever you want to get done with done because I, I, I'm sure you have some gripes with how they are ranked. But, I mean, what, what else about Flo? I mean, what, where are they at? I mean, I know you're you're waiting until – I mean, I had them, I had them going – was it two and nine? Two and nine. Yeah, I'm going two and nine. And they two and nine. Meet, met that or excelled that? I mean, they're. They, I mean, I want every team that. in the Sun Conference that has to play Floma here and out better not take them lightly. Uh-uh. You can't. We're not. That we have officially. Been, we we know now. I mean, we, we knew from last year, but even still, it was like, oh, it's Flomo. It it ain't. Oh, it's. Flomo and I heard anymore. something the other day at school. I was talking with one of. We had a guest speaker in our class. And um, we had an event, the color run event, and we wanted to have a, a football game that, like, Weber, we were going to hopefully win the game. And I think this schedule was made a long time before everyone realized that Flomo is actually pretty legit and can upset anyone any given day. And they, yeah, we'll you know, chose, they chose the Flomo game. So, I mean, looking on paper, I mean, that's a very smart decision. You want to get a lot of people at the game, a game they're most likely going to win. And so you picked a Flomo game. You're going to. Like I said, you're going to get the win. A lot of people there, alumni, et cetera. But, I mean, looking at it now, I mean, this could be a scary sight for anyone that plays them, not just Weber. I mean, anybody. No, we uh, – we, I mean, take the Southeastern game. Like, because I know Warner, it's hard to talk about – it's hard to talk about Warner right now being a super talented team. Like I said, new coach, new pretty much a whole revamp program, whatever the case new is. Field. But, I'm I mean, you, you got to take, take that Southeastern game and be like, oh, goodness. No, they're good. Yeah, yeah. What What does Kaiser do moving? Or it's not Kaiser. What does Warner do moving forward? Because they've now gotten thumped against two Sun Conference teams. I'm sure Flomo. Well, excuse me, Kaiser. I'm sure it was a team that they didn't have a lot of expectations for, but a Flomo team where they thought they had a good shot of winning. That's Obviously, and it was not, not the case. nothing. Nothing going forward is going to be easy. I mean, they travel to Division One FCS Stephen F. Austin in a few short days. Yeah, and it, they, then they got a very well rested Weber, which is not just bringing back one, not two, but three starters for that for that game. Two on defense, two huge players on defense who have not played all year, who were starters last year, and Noah Breakspear and Chandler Kerr. They're back. And I mean, then, I think I think Warner Grant. I'm not gonna. You can't say no coach. No coaches on the hot seat. You can't say anything about that. But certainly that pro that that team that locker room. Their backs are on the wall. Well, yeah, and it's all first year head coach also. So no, I'm saying that's why you can't say the hot seat. Yeah. Thing because he is a first coach, first year coach, probably new scheme, new new everything, and you got players who are still looking to buy in. You you know, you got. People probably out of position, you know, a bunch of things like that. But I mean, 
it's not going to get any easier for the for the Royals. No, it's not. So they, I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take to get back on track, or, but they're going to have to figure something out quick. Yeah, sticking in South Florida, I mean, not a whole lot to talk about with St. Thomas other than they looked how they've looked all year. They looked great. Not a not a exactly tough competition with North American, but our boy Tyler Thomas goes out and does his thing. I actually hit up Tay, uh, Tay Farmer, uh, shout out the boy, uh, before the game. I said, I'm going to need two touchdowns and, one, and 150. He got 139 and two touchdowns in about three quarters. So, I mean, Tyler two for 237. Yeah, I mean, they're they're And they're Saquon Nopierre, 106 receiving yards. Yeah, they're, they're a unit, man. And I know you're not wanting to reveal too much about your power rankings, but I don't know how you have anybody else besides them. Uh, Let's put it this way. St. Thomas looks really scary. Flomo looks scary. Yeah. And, I mean, Kaiser, I know a lot of people are probably thinking, one and three, unranked. Man, it's not. Kaiser's having a down year. But hear me out. Two, Division two, I'm not going to say powerhouses. One for sure. Another solid Division two. Mississippi State or Mississippi, Mississippi College, College yeah. and a Division one FCS opponent, Lindenwood. I mean, your schedule can't get any tougher. All on the road. All on the road. All flights. No bye week in between. So. I, I wouldn't count out the Seahawks just yet. No, I wouldn't. We're not. No, yet. I definitely would not. Not in Sun Conference play. Can't do it. Can't do it. No. But I mean, moving on. We say St. Thomas just complete route of North American, and we talked about Flomo, absolute route Warner and Kaiser. Kaiser, let's let's get into that a little bit. Um, Kaiser traveled to Missouri to play Lindenwood, thirty-seven to three. Looks looks really bad. Looks like another bad quarter for Kaiser, and I believe that's what did Jalen speak about that about how they play three tough quarters always and they just can't finish. Uh, is that what he said? That, that's something he said as well as Tay. That's something that they've both kind of hit it over. So I think the last two weeks, game. the last two weeks, Kaiser has lost, I'm not going to say lost the game, but lost the grip of the game in one quarter. This week it happened to be the second quarter, which puts out a big 28-3 deficit. Mm-hmm. Scoreless third, 7-3 first. I mean, the first and the third quarter, really good football. I mean, even 9 nothing in the fourth is a good, fo- good quarter of football. Right. But... Um, I mean, Kaiser, Shea still threw for 161. Burgess still ran for almost 100 yards. I mean, it seems like they might have been able to move the ball, but it, lo- it looks it looks kind of like a Tom Brady against the Cowboys, like 20 to 20, from the 20 to the 20 or from the 30 to the 30, but they just couldn't, like, finish. What about field goals? I mean, did, were, were they missing field goals in that game? I know that was a game that neither one of us got to, got to watch Saturday night, but... I mean... I don't. I don't think so. I don't, these stats are being stingy. Yeah. Well, like you said, I, I still think Kaiser is a, a really good team, and I I don't want to say they're the favorites to win the Sun Conference by any means. I'm not counting them out. I'm not taking no. them out of number one just yet. Okay. Because I th- I don't think that's fair. I mean, if St. Thomas would have done the same thing, I would have still had them too. Or if I had them ranked one, I would have kept them at one. Because right. they're not playing the same level of competition. You can't hold teams to the same standard. If I'm playing a Division One opponent and you're playing a team that some people on this earth have never heard of, you know what I mean? Right. It's just one of those things where it's like you got to take with a grain of salt. 
and be like, okay, yeah, they lost. Yeah, they lost again and again, but it is a way better competition with way better athletes and way more physical athletes. And like I said, you have to take it with a grain of salt. So right. not counting on Kaiser until they have a mishap in the Sun Conference and it's like eye-opening and we're like, okay, maybe Kaiser's not as good as advertised. Then we can get into that conversation, but now I don't think – I don't think anything of it. They're playing good, good competition. So, well, we can talk about a Kaiser team that is as good as I advertise, and that is the Kaiser women's soccer team. Josh, they finally did not win a game. They finally gave up more than one goal against probably the best offense in the country and against the uh, defending. Runner-ups runner in William and Carey after being on the road for five straight days at a tournament. They finally draw 2-2 to William and Carey. They follow that up by playing a solid middle Georgia team and throttle them. Josh, this might be the best defend, defensive soccer team that I've seen it. Like, or compared to the level they're at, Josh, they did not give up a shot on goal today against a solid middle Georgia team. They won so the people who minutes. don't understand, that's like that, that's, that's a no like hitter. a football team not crossing the fifty yard line. That yeah, it's like that. It's like a no hitter or baseball. a team or a team not having a guy reach second base. Yeah, exactly. I mean it. That that doesn't happen. I mean, Grace, that their keeper could have just put up put down a blanket and took a little nap. It was, that, it was that dominant. It yeah, it was that dominant. And it's scary, and I want this conference to be really competitive in soccer. But, dog, it, 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 it's getting to the point. Because I, I really love this SCAD soccer team, and I really love Weber, Weber women's soccer. And I talk, talking with Donnie over at Southeastern, he thinks that this is the most complete team they've had. They've had three coaches in three years that's been led by – two girls that are on national teams right now, including the Nigeria national team, and she scored two goals, or she, she scored the first goal against the U.S. women's national team, but she she's gone, they're gone, and Southeastern's become a very complete team, a solid team, and I just don't think it's going to matter. I just don't think Anybody is going to be able to compete with Kaiser women's soccer, and I hope that I'm wrong. I really so hope I'm. I really hope there's upsets. But to put it in perspective for you and our listeners that aren't listening, Kaiser women's soccer right now is Georgia football and Southeastern baseball. Yeah, they're that, and, and I think the Sun Conference and women's soccer is essentially baseball. I think there are a lot of good teams. I think there are two or three teams that will be in the national tournament. But I think there's one team just so far and above everybody else in the NAIA right now, and it's the Seahawks. They, they're terrifying. I mean, up front, Kiki is scoring – she, she's scoring a goal and assist just about every game. Their back line is just – they're not giving up anything. And then when they do allow a shot, you got Grace, who they didn't have last year, coming off a torn ACL, and she's sure not looking like it. But I, I, I don't see I don't see anything that I can be like, oh, nope, there you go. I can 
be like, hey, they're not good here. And I was able to do that with Southeastern baseball last year. I was like, their defense ain't that good, and they don't steal a lot of bases. But they can just flat out hit. Yeah, I mean, they can just flat out hit, and they got the pitching depth. And and I hinted at it last, last episode about them, you know, maybe being the best team that I've that I was saying, I think this might be one of the most dominant teams. I mean, it they could have a season, and I'm getting a little tired. I mean, I, I feel like I'm getting on this episode or this podcast every episode and saying it, but it's the truth, and I, I got to give props where props are due. They're having a season to put in college football terms for you. It could be 2019 LSU ish, like coming out of nowhere and stealing the thunder from. I don't, don't want to say coming out of nowhere because they did win the championship a couple of years ago. Maybe more. LSU won a championship in the two thousands or the the. Well, I mean, like two, three years ago. I think they won in twenty nineteen. Okay. But okay. so I mean, I guess more like twenty twenty Bama. Kind of yeah. was like I guess that would be more of of an accurate state statement, but. No, no shot on the goal is just unbelievable. Yeah, and I mean. Oh, they're they're just so good. That they have the they got the chemistry. This team's played together before. So do we have Kaiser Seahawks being the Sun Conference champions? Out yes. Late? No, no yes. question. I, right now, I hate to do it because the team. You know, I try to stay unbiased, but and I like to have fun and all this. Dude, I love that Scad women's soccer team. They're so fun. They interact with SunCast so much. Uh, pretty sure we're going to have a B on here pretty shortly. And they have the best logo in the conference, in my opinion. And it's in Savannah. It's a Georgia. But if I'm just looking at it purely, nah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I can't crown a champion before they even played anybody because, I mean, who knows? And obviously things happen, but. Injuries, et cetera. Right. No, nah, bro. This is this is the team to be in the NAI. I think this team right here could go to the Division Two women's soccer right now and be a top fifteen team. They're that good. Kaiser yeah. women's soccer. It might. I don't know what like odds are or whatever, but they are. They they're either somewhere, but they might be like minus odds to win the Red Banner this year. And I love that it's in our conference. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think SCAD and Southeastern will make the NAI tournament. Hey, Weber's a sleeper. I was at their game yesterday. Weber's a sleeper. They fly around. They fly around. They got to clean up stuff. They can't. Their problem's in their head sometimes. They got to... They got to get some stuff fixed. And Absolutely. And I, I don't understand soccer to an entirety. But I definitely know enough to see the mistakes that they were making. I think they can clean up some of the ball handling a little bit. Mm. But they, but one thing that you can't take away from teams, this goes for any sport. I mean, teams that fly around are going to get it done. To At the end of the day, if, you, if you're flying around on a football field or you're flying around on a baseball field or you're flying around on a soccer field, more than likely that's going to give you the benefit of the doubt because you're playing hard. And that's what I saw in the first half of that game. Well, we'll find out a lot more uh, coming up because they do have two tough out-of-conference games at home in beautiful Babson Park, one of which uh, 
will be yes i will be on the call finally get on the call and that's against florida college get figure out a little bit more there and then they play a good florida national team and then here we go then sun conference play now they should they have two games in the sun conference I think they'll win these next four games. I think Weber will beat Florida College. They'll beat Florida National. So you're saying Weber's going to head to Ave undefeated? They're going to beat Florida Memorial. They'll beat Ave Maria. And then they run the gauntlet. Then they welcome in Kaiser, which unfortunately I will not be able to be on the call for. That rips my heart out a little bit. Then Southeastern, probably not going to be able I hate how much it overlaps with football. Like, and it's really the fact, it's like, the grass field has lights, right? No. Oh, it doesn't? I'm an idiot. Well. Why do you think they play at 4 p.m.? Yeah, true. God, I wish it. I just wish it. We need lights somewhere. Turf, grass, Weber, get lights. Gosh. Um, then they play Thomas. Another, Thomas is in the same boat as Weber, by the way. They're, like, they're good, but they haven't, done, they haven't run the gauntlet. And then they're at SCAD. If they can find a way in those four games to go two and two. They'll be in good shape. They'll be in good shape and a playoff contender, yeah. maybe. But Did, Was soccer they, a conference tournament? Or no? Yes. Yes. Yes, there's a tournament. There is a conference tournament for so, soccer. So that's one thing that you can never exactly. count a team out to an extent. Right. Right. Because, I mean, two well, years ago in baseball, I mean, USCB – <clears throat> went to the championship game in right. the Sun Conference tournament. So, I mean, you really – and that got him a bid to the baseball regional. So, I mean, you can't you – can, you can't really count out a team. But, I mean, you got if you got a conference tournament, there's never – Yeah. I mean, if they could find a way to beat Southeastern beat, and beat Thomas, because I don't see where they beat Kaiser. Respectfully, I just don't see where they beat Kaiser. They find a way to go two and one there, and then head up to SCAD with the potential to go three and one. It'll be a leisure. Now, I think Weber does match up good with SCAD. I think they could get in a shootout with SCAD. However, uh, SCAD has got an incredible goalie, but they do give up shots. So, Zoe Goodall is their keeper. She is the reigning NAI and Sun Conference Defender of the Week. You know, I gotta give a shout out to anybody in the sticks, do, in between the sticks, do, doing doing well as a former keeper. She's doing an amazing job. She was a huge reason why they knocked off the defending national champion Tennessee Southern. Um, but I think Weber does match up well with Scad. I do think Scad will be ahead of them when I come out with my first. Uh, Power rankings, yeah. but we'll see. We still got still got a little bit. That'll come out uh, probably next week. I'll probably do it before conference play. So I'm planning on that after that, not after this coming up episode, but after the next episode. That's probably when I'll come out with an official. And I think that I'll have a that's pre-Sun Conference football power rankings as well. So speaking of power rankings, I am ready for volleyball. First, tell me about that Ave Maria Weber electricity in the building. It was awesome. And not only was it awesome, Josh, I might be almost, not um, not quite, but I'm getting up. I'm getting about as good at broadcasting volleyball as I am baseball. 
It's impressive. Oh, well, I'm picking you do it a up. dang good job up in the baseball booth. Appreciate it, man. But yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of fun, and it was electric. Weber took that first set, and I'm like, Uh-oh. Weber might be the best team in the conference. How they're moving around? Yeah, they're just- good, but Ave adjusted so well and so quickly, and just made little small things where Weber's got. Weber's the tallest team in the conference. With, well, they have the thing near a seven-footer, don't they? They have, yeah, that's Cynthia Lorena. She is 6'6 on the roster. She could be more like 6'7, six, 6'8. Six, but either way, she's extremely good. She can hit the heck out of the ball. Savannah Wilhite, 6'2. She's in the middle. They have two amazing outside hitters um, with. Uh, Bertinovic, um, Burkinovic, there it is, uh, doing most of the hitting for Weber, getting most of the kills. And then they have two awesome setters in Amanda Vega and Pacey Crow. Bailey Burgers, their libero, they're doing an awesome job. But it didn't matter because Maddie Hot was insane for Ave Maria. She ended up being Sun Conference Defender of the Week because of it. They're, they were so well sound and so well coached. It it hurt a little bit because Weber was right there in the second and fourth set. The third set was a blowout, but I think Weber's close. That they're not the second worst team in this conference. There's right. no way. Yeah. But it's, I'm going to be checking them out tomorrow night, so we'll give you an update. I will be there. I will be on the call. This thing needs to be packed. They're playing Coastal Georgia, who's a team they they need to beat. Weber needs this win really bad because it's a team they should beat. And if they don't beat them, I'm going to look like an idiot after these power rankings come out. Well, let's hear them. All right. Why wait? Okay. So, the hardest uh, – what's it called? The hardest uh, number – was a, figuring out who I wanted to put number one. There, there's a pretty obvious one, and it's Kaiser, because they're 21-3. and three. Gosh, it's hard not to put Ave Maria number one after that showing, and after what they did against St. Thomas, who's really good. And we like clicks. We like controversy. And I don't care if you've played 24 games and you've won 21. I care about what I've seen in the Sun Conference. And don't get me wrong, Kaiser's 2-0 against two teams towards the lower end of these rankings. And I might be an idiot for this. I probably am an idiot for this. But I don't care. The Ave Maria Jireens are the best team in the Sun Conference right now in volleyball. Just what I saw, I've seen how good Weber is, and I know how good they are. And after losing a set on the road in a hostile environment, the Jireens shut them down. So, so we're I'm, going Jireens up top. I'm going Jireens up top. Kaiser ain't going to like this. But this ain't Seahawk cast, baby. Don't worry, Kaiser, though. Y'all are number two. And this could change very quickly after and next week's power rankings. Kaiser's number two. If 
followed by St. Thomas, because St. Thomas is right up there with Ave also. They played him extremely close. Then Weber, four, because Weber's really good, and I like them a lot. They're looking good. Florida Memorial is a very close five. And then Southeastern, six. Coastal Georgia, seven. And Warner, eight. Now, a lot of this can change. This will, These rankings are going to change a lot. I need to make sure I write this down so I don't forget. But I think Ave Maria is the best team in the Sun Conference right now. Despite being 9-2 and two, while Kaiser is 21-3, you've played a lot of games. Okay, I don't, I don't think that's really a good thing. I don't, I don't think playing 24 or 20 games or no, 22 games outside of conference is really that good for you. I don't think that's smart. And save save your legs. Save your legs because it's about to be a brutal run for volleyball heading down the stretch. So we're going to put this graphic out tomorrow. And <laughs> Kaiser ain't going to like it, but hey, guess what? I don't care. I ain't never cared. Right, yeah. Hey, our, our DMs are always open. Always open. Buddy. Always open for a debate. Yeah. Had a few people with Civil. Me birthday. Yeah. Yeah. A little fist bump. Yeah, that had a good birthday. Um, so, oh, I have a side note. Right. Um, I know we haven't mentioning to you guys that we're going to be on YouTube, but we're having some technical difficulties a little bit with um, our computer situation. So right now, it's going to stay with the audio. But I promise you, in a very near future, yes, we will be on YouTube officially full time, and um, you will see live reactions, facial expressions. Hand gestures, the whole nine. You will see it You'll live and in person. They'll love it. And also, when we start doing that, we'll be able to post clips to to like Instagram Reel and, yeah. uh, and whatnot, which will do mad numbies, I feel like. And then that'll yeah. make people want, want to come and watch the episode. Yeah. And we're, it's just, I mean, we're, we're, we're college students. We don't exactly have the funds for everything and whatnot. We're lucky to have what we have thanks yeah. to you. Exactly. And thanks to us both having our own place. Yeah. We're able to get away kind we're of trying. from... We're We're making it work. Right. We're, we're, we're going to get there. Bear with us. I know that's something y'all been asking about a lot. Josh, we're not releasing anything about you-know-what, about college burnout. But when that happens, YouTube's going to go crazy. Absolutely. But that's, that's for a later date. All right. Josh, we just spent 40 solid minutes talking Sun Conference. It's our time to shine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have heard the feedback, ladies and gentlemen. This is something that we have been very nervous about because we weren't sure how everybody was going to react to it. But y'all love college football talk. So guess what? We're going to give it to you, baby. We're going to give it to you. Just for the record, if we had YouTube on right there and you would have saw that. Oh, my. What I just saw, <laughs> you would have loved it. You would have oh, watched it over and over again. This this is going to be electric. Electric. Josh. Our facial expressions when we're arguing it has to be unreal. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Whenever we, you whenever you get under my skin, and whenever I get under your skin, there's just a different fire in our faces. I'm gonna get under your skin right now. Go ahead. I already Josh. know where this is going. Josh. <laughs> well, <laughs> you be talking about you ain't even talk about me because I can get under your skin either way, man. Well, you're actually not gonna get under my skin in one way because. I'll be the first one to agree with you on it. Actually, matter of fact, with both cases, you're not going to get under my skin because, like I've always told you, 
I enjoy talking football with you. Yeah. Because you actually have a brain when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. And so do I. So I real recognize it's real and fake recognize it's fake. Right. So what you're about to say, both claims are not going to rub me the wrong way because I right. agree with you. All right. I'll start with Florida because I'm going to go off when, when I talk about the other team. Josh, Anthony Richardson might be one of the five worst power five quarterbacks through three weeks. He is throwing the ball at a 51% completion rate. He has not thrown a touchdown. He has nine interceptions. And y'all just got lucky to he, beat he, South to Florida. To be fair, he does not have – he has five interceptions. Are you sure about that? He did not throw a pick against Utah. He threw three against Kentucky and two against South Florida. Five. All right, five still. Either way. I, I'm okay. glad I'm okay. here. I'm a stat okay. check. All right. so. good, good deal. That's fine. But – if it, if I was at South Florida and I was the holder, that game would have gone into overtime. For sure. And I'm going to be real, and I think everyone can probably agree. I don't necessarily think USF is going to be able to handle that overtime environment in the Swamp because the Swamp wasn't necessarily too, too far off because I was there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too, too far off from the Utah in terms of numbers. And regardless of how miserable and how humiliating and how frustrating that game was as a Florida fan – as a diehard Florida fan, might I add, um, the crowd was still rocking when they were about to kick that game tying field goal. I was there. I was right behind. I was pretty much right behind the field with the the goalpost. Mm. I watched. I it. I watched it go wide right. Yeah. Or that, no, I'm sorry. Short was it short? No. I think it was both. Okay, short and wide right. I watched the. But it was close. It was a lot closer than what it should have been. That would have been an incredible. I, I, I kick. genuinely thought he made it at first. Yeah. And then I realized that's not in. Well, did you ever go back and like watch the the actual video of the kick? No, I watched the whole game already. Again. Okay, oh, okay, of course you did. You're, you're a psycho. Um, you're a huge, huge, huge Florida guy. Josh, y'all are in trouble this Big year. Big. Y'all trouble. are like in. But let me tell you why we're game. in trouble though, because this is my time to shine. Because this is where my knowledge really is going to show. All right. So. My thing is, is if you've paid any bit of attention to Florida football through three weeks, two top ten opponents and a and an, un, an unranked, very not so good FBS team in USF. I do so, think Kentucky's a little, a little high, a little overrated, but I will get into that later. But two top ten teams and in a in a sort of I want to say rivalry, but an in-state rivalry in a way. Yeah. That's not necessarily the most easy opening welcome to Florida to Billy Napier. But I'm not making an excuse at all. I'm really going to question what's going on, though. So week one, Anthony Richardson threw the ball, I believe it was 24 times. Mm. And I think the the rushing attack was over 40 rushing attempts. Kentucky, we lowered our rushing attempts by 10. And we increased our passing attempts by 11. Mind you, we outgained. We pretty much had a positive rush on every single attempt against Utah. I don't think they had a tackle for loss or a sack. And against Kentucky, we decide that we're, we want to th- want to throw the ball every down. We were never down enough to have to do that. And let's moving on against USF. Anthony Richardson has six carries, six carries. Week two, six carries. Week one, eleven carries for hundred yards. So my thing is. Why is the scheme changing? Is there a sense of Anthony Richardson checking out of plays where he's given the option to, and every time he has that chance, he's throwing it because he hears everyone in the media telling him he needs to throw the ball? 
B, is it Billy Napier also hearing that and doing the same? Or C, is it panic? Because I'm not really sure why you're panicking when you beat the number seven team in the country and you dominate them on the ground and you decide the next two games to just completely go away from that. Because I genuinely think wholeheartedly if we keep the scheme that we had against Utah against Kentucky, we win. Because Anthony Richardson doesn't throw those three interceptions because we're not having to throw those deep routes. We're not having to throw those different concepts. We, we don't have to do that. The ball's going to be on the ground. Same thing with USF. Like, what are we doing? First and goal. This is one of the plays I'm talking about that he gave the option to check to a fade on first and goal at the 10 after running it for five attempts in a row for 10 yards or more. He checks out of it and throws a god-awful fade route to Justin Shorter, and it's just right to the defender. My thing is, is if we play Tennessee this week and we go back to the Utah scheme, that game is going to be worth going to game day for. But if he throws the ball more than 20 times during that game, or let's just say 25 because that's a good number because he did throw 24 against Utah. If he, if, the, if he throws the ball more than 25 times against Tennessee, we are in some serious trouble. The problem, and I agree with you, y'all need to run the ball. That's y'all's only shot. We the, made shirts that says run the dang ball. The problem, it says that or does it say no. something? Okay. No, no, no. It's, it it's, run, from, okay. it's from the blind side. Run, uh, run, run the run, dang or dang? Yes. Okay, okay, yes, all right, all right. yes. I think the problem with that and the reason y'all will get slaughtered against Tennessee is even if y'all go to that, y'all's defense is not going to be able to stop him. I do not think y'all will be able to stop Hendon Hooker and that Even offense. with Mentra Miller coming no. back? No? No. That's interesting. I, I, and also, it's the first time y'all are on the road. This is true. And it ain't, it ain't many places in the SEC. I would rather go to less than – Nailing against Tennessee, against a three and O Tennessee, who is very high on themselves and looks really good. Hendon Hooker looks like a Heisman candidate through three games. Now, not a lot of great competition, but they went on the road and beat a pretty decent pit team. But granted, this this is this is the kicker that kind of people are slightly forgetting is that Florida's played in three close games in a row. Mm. Granted, Tennessee played an overtime game, but week one and week three against very subpar opponents. Cupcakes. Right, which is something that Billy Napier has not got his hands on yet. Uh, you can consider USF a cupcake, but it's not necessarily an Eastern Washington or a Southern Utah yeah. or a Middle Tennessee or something that's just that's just so out of like the, the it swap have been side. a three-point game. Though. You're, I'm not justifying that by yeah. any means because, like I said, I was there. It was miserable. I want. I was screaming the whole game. I used choice language, so <laughs> I know. Cast. So, okay. like I said, you got to run the ball. Period. Okay. So Georgia, here we go. Georgia is. By I could talk far, about that all day. By the way. I know that's why I'm, I'm wrapping it up. Because <laughs> uh, I'm trying to go to the coop here eventually. Um, Georgia is by far the best team in college football right now. Not even close. They are. Better than what they were last year. As we take a be real, they are a team that if they played the Georgia team last year, would beat the Georgia team last year. They are better on all aspects of the ball outside of run defense. They have a top five offense. They might have the best offensive line. They have a top three 
receiving core when you include the tight ends. Why? Brock Bowers is a top three receiving threat in the country. Brock Bowers and Stetson Bennett will be in New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation and probably lose it to C.J. Stroud, but I don't care. And I, I'm going to say this. I don't necessarily disagree with anything you just said. I mean, better than last better than last year, agree. Stetson Bennett looks like Him. he was a five-star recruit. Him. That defense look, made Spencer Rattler look like he was playing high school football. Um and Bo Nix, an Oregon team that just destroyed. Oh, bye-bye to your prediction, by oh, yeah, the way. Bye-bye. That, they're, anyway, I, I can't well, touch that long they could ago. still mess around, no. but I don't think they can win the playoff. Cincinnati, they had, can't go Cincinnati to the had to go undefeated twice in a row to get a playoff. Yeah, they can't go to the playoff. They, they, might go, they might finish fifth or sixth, but they're done. That playoff is done. Dead. Anyways, back to what I was saying, though. Okay. Georgia won't, will play maybe one, maybe two close games all year. And it'll be in late November. I mean, no, early December and early January. Mm. I don't. I don't think there's only one team in this in the country that can keep them within two touchdowns. I think that's Alabama, of course. Ohio I don't State? think no, 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 no chance. And I agree. And here's why: How does Ohio State win throwing the ball? You're not throwing the ball on this Georgia defense. You better figure something out because it's not. It's not going to be. Gunslinger, it's not going to be ground and pound. You better figure out a way to mix it up. One, you're not going to have time. They're going to get to you. Nolan Smith's going to get to you. No, this 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 Georgia team might come out being the better, the best team in college football over LSU a couple years ago. Oh, you just took the words out. I think this Georgia team has potential to be. And the fact that everyone thought they lost their whole defense, but they did they forget lose. that they've been at the top of the recruiting class? For the last few years. Yeah. And Kirby Smart's not an idiot. No. He coached under Nick Saban, who is the greatest college football coach ever. You don't think he took any notes? You don't think he learned anything from that guy? He coached there for a decade. He only left. Point. He left there for one It's an extension one job. of Alabama. Literally. It is. And it might become the other way around. Alabama might become an extension of Georgia in the next few years. If this keeps up. I think it, they're a juggernaut. Now, I think NIL and everything else is helping the landscape of college football even out. Which will bring me to my next point. I think it's damaging the sport, but to the teams that are good, it's for sure a good thing. Well, and transfer portal, too. The, the combination of both is just detrimental there, to there's the got, integrity of the sport. Well, it's a pendulum. And there is so much power with the NCAA controlling everything. And if you transfer somebody, you're out a year, and you dang sure better not make any money. And now it's swung back the other way. To where it's a free for all, go wherever you want. You don't have to worry about saying how you make all the money. You and want. now there's more millionaires in college sports than yep. there are in the yep. NFL. And it, it, there will be regulations, and it will swing back to the middle eventually. But and like I said, I could talk about this Georgia football team all day, and we're just not. We have other college football things we need to get at. But I think we'll go 15 and 0. I don't think Alabama will make the playoff because of it. Because I do think Alabama will slip up in the regular season, be 11-1 and and head into Atlanta and get throttled by Georgia. I just don't think – we're not going to let it happen again. We're not going to lose in the SEC title because this team – last year's team was really good. But this year's team – and here's what – it's going to be special and – Here's why I think this year's team could be better than the 2019 LSU team. Not because of the dominance and all that, which, yes, that, that'll come with it, obviously. They just had the most 
players drafted in the history of the NFL draft. The most defensive players in the first round, and they're better. All right. My next point I wanted to get to because we're, we're done. Georgia, Florida just took up like a good 15 minutes. minutes. And we didn't even get into the to the to the base. We oh, could go God. so much. Oh, deeper. we could get, go into so much more. Josh, I think there is more parity conference to conference this year than there's ever been in college football. I do not think the SEC is nearly as dominant as it has been. However, the SEC did make a stand. Everything's top top heavy. Everything. It's very ev- exactly. Everything's top heavy. The Pac-12 is top heavy. The Big Ten is really top heavy. Michigan State, woof. They just went out there to Seattle and got throttled by Washington. That that brings me we we're going into we're gonna give the the audience a, sl- a couple sleepers, our upset for next week and our favorite game of this week. And we're I agree. Cut it short. I agree. Not short. We're gonna cut. I I agree with we, that. We have a segment about this every time, so we don't want to we don't want to overdo it. So we're going to keep it shorter. Okay. Uh, also, I just want, want to say one more thing. Rock Hawk, Jayhawk, they just beat the crap out of Houston. Rock Hawk, Jayhawk, they are back. And guess what? So are the Duke Blue Devils. That's where game day should go. They're both 3-0. and It's in Topeka, Kansas. I'm sorry, Reagan. Kansas. Those two teams haven't been good in oh, a yeah. decade. It should be. I like when they go somewhere different. And yeah, I think like it's App different. State, that yeah. played out to be – what, what a, a call, oh, that's another. Oh. That, we could talk about it all day. We can't yeah, go there. Well, what a play though by Chase Bryce and the receiver and just the complete and utter fold. That's by what, Troy. That, I but, don't. I don't. I never got why you hit it down. It's so stupid. Just catch catch the ball. Catch the ball. Game's over. Or if you don't catch it, it falls down. You're at the ten yard line. Why are you trying to spike the ball down? Catch it. Game's no, over. No, if it's in the end zone, you might have a case. But also, really, it was pretty terrible. Hail Mary, honestly. Yeah, didn't even get it to the end zone. Yeah, but whatever. But my, my sleeper, okay. without a doubt, sleeper, Washington. Oh, Michael yeah. Penix Jr. just had an absolute day. Let him keep that up. Let him keep that up. Watch out, Utah. I don't watch out, USC. Yeah, I agree. Watch out. I agree. They're gonna blitz Stanford this week. Well, yeah, they'll blitz Stanford. My sleeper team, and I don't know if they're you're gonna even call them a sleeper team after what they just did to Auburn. Penn State. Penn, watch out, Penn State. Watch out, Michigan. Watch out, Ohio State. They were my sleeper of the week. They looked really good. I thought they were a little under uh, underranked at twenty two. Now they're fourteen, and they'll be in the. T- I think they'll be in the top ten here shortly. I mean, they play Central Michigan Cupcake. We can just say thank you to Texas A and M and move on because Miami just showed us that they're. Oh, yeah. they're n- I still think they can win the ACC. Yeah, but that just shows how not potent also, it is. Also, I was right. Told you. Told, told, told y'all. Told, now they didn't exactly go down there and get throttled. But well, they did dominate the game. Three field goals, that's it. Yeah. Texas I told you. Might have, that environment might have been a little bit too much for Tyler Van Dyke. Absolutely. Very well may have been. He also did not have a I window have my to throw game of the week. All right. What's your game of the week? All right. I'm going, we're going Rapid game fire. of the week and upset, and that's it. Right. Game of the week, Clemson at Wake Forest. I think I like Wake that. Forest is going gonna, is gonna to win. Is that I like your, Wake Forest. So that's your upset? I guess, yeah. Wake Forest, Wake Forest over Clemson. You stole mine. Um, okay. Gosh, that's not an upset. Okay. Nope, not picking that one. My upset of the week, I'm dipping back into – oh, no, I'm not. My upset of the week. 
You know, Josh, over the last five years, it's almost seemed like tradition for Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma team to just lose a game they're not supposed to lose. I think that transitions over to USC. They're heading up to Coorsville, Oregon to face the Oregon State Beavers, who how they are not ranked, I do not know. They're 3-0. They're looking good. I am a believer. I'm a believer in the Beavers. That offense. Get that on sure if they upset. Believer in the Beavers. That offense led by Chase Nolan, who is incredible. Seven touchdowns, averaging 250 a game. I ain't playing a lot of great teams, but I think it is prime. I don't know what the over-under in that game is. Hammer the over. I know Minus that six much. and a half. There's a little respect there for Oregon State. What the line? That's the line. What's the over under? Sixty nine and a half. Wow, that's a lot. I'm under there. Sorry. Hammer it. I don't hammer. I think it will be points. I think forty five, forty two. This game it sucks. By the way, the, this Pittsburgh New York game it sucks. There are so many just bad players. <laughs> bad. Team. I, I've been spoiled from watching the Braves. Anyways. Oregon State will upset USC. I will finally get my upset that I desperately needed. By the way, the, my upset did get changed after I found out Texas Tech was going to be without their starting quarterback. It did not matter because UTSA gave me so much hope in the first half. And shout out Texas for doing something I think would be very underrated and, and missing a lot of storylines this week. They had a very emotional game against Alabama. I, and we, we talked about that. thought they would come out and struggle against UTSA. They did, but then they made halftime adjustments and looked like a totally different team with a backup quarterback and ended up blowing them out. So, my upset, I like Oregon State. You like – who you like again? Uh, Wake Forest. Over Wake Clemson. Forest over Clemson. What, I love that we, one. we have one more team that we have to give. Uh, there's got to be several people who watch this, listen to this podcast that are fans of this team. But, I mean, shout out to Knowles, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, I was in Universal uh, with Noah and Maddie again. Went up there, like I said, after the – whatever. After we recorded, went up there, and we caught the second half of that game. Where did they get this Megatron Gronkowski-looking guy? I mean, not only did they do that, they went on the road – their quarterback gets hurt. Tate Rodemaker, who I played in high school, we beat him 63-7. to There's a little tidbit there. Comes in and looks amazing. But who in the heck is this Johnny Wilson guy? 6'7", running down the field, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Who is this guy? He just came out of nowhere. Louisville is dead. Bury them with, with the flat-headed shovel. They just got... They just got their life ended by Florida, UCF, and Florida State. Yeah, RIP, bozos. Wait, they just they, they beat UCF. You're right, they did. I'm, I'm they got revenge. They, they, okay, it's all good. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's where they lost to UCF. Nah, they lost to Syracuse, who's 3 Okay, yes. There's a lot of blue blood like basketball teams. Or no, I saw a graphic about yeah, like UCLA. UCLA is UCLA, UCLA Syracuse, Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah. Um, Kansas. Kansas, Duke. Whatever. UNC? Yeah. <laughs> UNC's 3 you know, They beat App State. Who, if App State's not in the top 25, I'm going to riot. But Why? Troy, walk-off win. Well, they beat A&M, Lost too. to UNC, beat uh, uh, got to win a few more. Yeah, they do. 
Uh, to get that 25 spike. You want to do a game of the week? Because I got a game I cannot wait to see. Well, my game of the week is also... Oh, yeah. I didn't give a game of the week. That's right. My oh, game... Pause, though. Just a little a little side. Do not, is, can Georgia please play someone? Like, soon? I just want to see him play someone good and blitz him. Like, so I want to see Oregon's that not good? Oregon's not good? No. <laughs> They're not good. Has Bonex ever been good? Uh, I didn't no. Say. No. Is, okay. I mean... No. On the road to South Carolina, that's not good. Reagan. I don't think you're you're giving credit to these teams having to go out there and play this Georgia team. Bro, I want to I want to see a team that's like nationally like has attention Oregon. play them so that they can prove our points right. I'm not discrediting Georgia. I want them to play someone okay. good to like reassure what's going on here. You're lucky the Georgia fan base isn't Michigan's fan base because there was there were takes about their schedule being soft, which it is. I mean, yeah, oh my of course. God, they did not take it well online. Shout out Unnecessary Roughness, Brandon Walker podcast for talking about it. But good Lord, they are sensitive. Of course, they got blitzed by him last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, you got anything else? Oh, my game of the week. I want to see what, how good Arkansas is because I think we just found out Arkansas is not that good. They almost – they should have lost to Missouri State. They went for a punt return for a touchdown. Speaking of Missouri, Missouri ain't very good either. No, Missouri's – And also Vanderbilt no, Missouri ain't very good. State. No, I know I'm saying speaking okay, of like the state of Missouri. Oh, yeah, the terrible football state. Yeah, and also Vanderbilt's might lose by 100 this week to Alabama. Ooh, yeah. yeah I was Vanderbilt gave us like a sneak peek of like hope, but like I think that's like so far gone. I did go to another. That was cool. Hawaii and who? But they they can hold on. That's Don't Vanderbilt. That. They're, they're just waiting for baseball season. That those two wins will hold. Them I'm over saying this, and they're going to beat Flores somehow. That would be hilarious. The the cold opening will be just two minutes of me laughing. If, if Vanderbilt, like I'm really like every opponent. There's like even after you like USF went to the game, like we're going to blitz them, bounce back game, blah blah blah. I'm even worried about Eastern Washington, dude. Like who knows like what could happen there. Like, we, awesome we beat field. Utah, and I'm like, okay, like, maybe, like, Napier's, like, this, like, Greek god that, like, no one knows about. And then we go to Kentucky, I'm like, okay, we struggle with them a lot. Okay, Anthony Richardson had a bad game. Okay. Mm-hmm. USF, Jerry Bohannon, like, has his career game. And that running back also does. So. Yeah. All right. That was an hour podcast without the interview. That was a good one. We need to make a personal college football one, though. Just, oh, like, for God, fun. That would be – those episodes would be five hours long. <laughs> I'd be, be down, like, though. Let's talk. <laughs> okay, because I got another guy that would come on come on as a third person. That would be awesome. Let's do it. All right. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Suncast. We are signing off. Love y'all. Josh, love you, man. And y'all have a great day. Mm-hmm.